Welcome to Friday Night. Welcome to Abashador's Dale. This is Line Noise Live, a French touch special. David is at the controls, and this is Leatherette with O oh Lord. Heaven. Ever, 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 ever,
So, I said it was a French Touch special, and that was Leatherette, who were very much not from France. They are, in fact, from Wolverhampton. Um, I can't think of many less French places than Wolverhampton. Sorry, Wolverhampton. Uh, they're not from the 90s either, which is when French Touch was at its peak. Um, but I picked that song to start things off. It was released last year because it reminds me uh, of the French Touch and that it's still alive. That song had filters, had a bit of disco, a bit of jazz, drum swing, a certain je ne sais quoi, a lightness of touch. Uh, because the French Touch sound is still alive. What is the French Touch? Um, well, back in the 90s, it shames me to say uh, that French music was something of a joke for British people in particular. All we ever thought about was Johnny Halliday. It was like a really easy punchline. And in Britain, people were getting into Britpop. Uh, whereas on the other side of the channel, Outre-Manche, something uh, a little bit more sophisticated, a little bit more sexy, possibly, was happening. Um, so the French Touch basically house music with a bit of funk, a bit of jazz, lots of filters. Um, possibly the key first act was Saint-Germain, aka Ludovic Navarre. Uh, that was the first thing to really draw attention. He released an album in 1995 called Boulevard, which was a sort of massive and quite surprise hit with the British public. Uh, it was named album of the year in dance music uh, magazine Music and kind of paved the way for a generation of French producers to come because it kind of proved the French could do it and they could do it a little bit differently. Uh, the music in the background you can currently hear is uh, Saint-Germain's best-known tune, Rose Rouge. Uh, but for me, the key act in the French touch is Motor Bass, who were a duo from Paris, Philippe de Zedar and Etienne de Crécy, who would go on to be pretty much everywhere in the French touch. Etienne de Crécy uh, would later do the Super Discount albums, which are fantastic piece of work um, whereas Philip Zadar would later go on to form Cassius whose 99 album of the same uh, name is sort of perennial of the French Touch another brilliant album they only made uh, one album together as Motorbase uh, it was called Pan Soul um, and I would have to say I think Pan Soul is probably the best thing either of them made at any point in their career uh, it came out in 1996 and it was kind of the second sound after Saint-Germain that something was afoot in the French house underground. The reason that I love motor bass and pan soul is because it was something a little bit different. It was house and techno and it had those Detroit, those Chicago influences, but they put very different things in. They started off working in hip-hop, that's where they met, working um, in a hip-hop studio in Paris, and they decided to make techno. But they kind of didn't make techno like anyone else did. They put loads of weird things in that no one would really kind of expect. And that proved quite revolutionary. It was like, it was saying, okay, we can make our own uh, dance music here in France. We're going to play a song, one of my very favourite songs. It's called Ezion. And the reason I wanted to play this is because it features harps. And how often in house music or techno or whatever do you hear harps? Uh, frankly, not enough. Uh, it's an absolute beautiful beast. So, David, let's have Essio. Thank you. 
It's Friday night at Abashador's Dale and it's Line Noise Live, a French touch special. And we just had an absolute exclusive piece of news, which is uh, Alberto Guijaro, one of the directors of Prima Sound, was just telling us that when he used to DJ back in the glorious 90s, that motor-based tune was always in his his DJ bag. Um, so I think we're going to try to persuade him to get back a uh, three-hour set at Primavera Sound 2019. He's smiling, but I can't. I can't quite tell. Um, so that was Motorbase with SER with harps, detuned things, an absolutely lovely tune. And as I mentioned, Motorbase proved a massively influential duo on the French Touch. Who else? Well, you can't talk about the French Touch without talking about Daft Punk, of course. Daft Punk became probably the biggest French act ever, certainly among young people. Um, and their influence towers over the French touch, as you might imagine. They very much pioneered the filter disco sound um, that we heard earlier with Leatherette, basically getting a disco sample and messing it up so it sounds absolutely fantastic. And also they helped out lots of young French producers by letting them remix their work. Um, there's a remix album called Daft Club, uh, which has got lots of young French producers, but sadly is also absolutely terrible. Anyway, um, individually, the two members of Daft Punk, Thomas Bangalta and Guy Manuel de Homan Christen, uh, were really important. They had their own labels. Bangalta ran uh, Roulet, which is one of my very favourite record labels of all time. Uh, we're going to talk about that a bit more later. Um, while de Homan Christen had Creedamore. So, I was going to play some Daft Punk, and I thought, no, it's a little bit too obvious. So, why don't we go for some remixes? And the funny thing about Daft Punk is, this is my theory anyway, I wrote about it once, someone said it was absolute nonsense, that people's remixes of Daft Punk are almost universally rubbish. There's loads of remixes of Daft Punk and there's about one good one, which is not a good strike rate. Whereas Daft Punk remixes of other people are all fabulous, but of course there aren't very many. Um, there's Chemical Brothers, there's Micronauts, Gabrielle, Ian Pooley, uh, Scott Grooves, Franz Ferdinand, uh, maybe I'm missing out one or two there, but there really aren't very much. I'm going to play you a song uh, which is remixed by Daft Punk, uh, but it's by another young French producer, iCube, who in 1996 had a really sort of burgeoning reputation. People were talking about him a lot in Paris. Um, so it made sense for them to get together, call it in, uh, to remix, get Daft Punk to remix his second 12-inch, which is called Disco Cubism. The original song is absolutely fabulous, and I advise you to check it out. But the Daft Punk remix is one of those brilliant examples of the art of remixing. How you can just do something very subtle to a tune, but make it about a thousand times better. He just rejigs it a little bit, um, makes it a little bit more springy, a little bit more direct, and it's an absolutely fabulous piece of work. I can't talk about the French Touch without mentioning iCube's WM Picnic Attack, which you should definitely listen to. Also, his album M Megamix from 2012 was great, but this, for me, is the absolute classic. This is iCube Disco Cubism, the Daft Punk Remix.
That was iCube Disco Cubism Daft Punk Remix. Uh, and the crowd here spoke rather controversially. They said they preferred Motorbase. I don't know if I agree. Um, they're both brilliant. Why does one have to be better than the other? That's the kind of thinking that got us into this mess in the first place. Anyway, French Touch. The French Touch became pretty big. It became big in Britain, became big in Europe, certainly became big in France. And people start to talk a lot about different kinds of French Touch. Like, people talked about Air being a French Touch band. People talked about DJ Cam being French Touch, even though he was sort of vaguely hip-hop. That, for me, isn't French Touch. For me, French Touch is house music. It's filters and house beats, that kind of thing. When I think about what is the most typical French Touch song, I always come back to one song, which was by a one-off project by Julien Jabre. Uh, he was calling himself Phantom, and the song, and there's literally only one song, is called Faithful. I'm not saying it's the best. I'm not saying it's the most enduring. I'm saying it's the most typical French Touch song. Because all the elements are there. Basically, you've got a phasing effect, you've got bass drums, you've got hi-hats, you've got train sounds, uh, and you've got a disco sample taken, uh, should you care, from T-Connections at midnight. And there's very, very, very little to this song. It could be incredibly boring, but it isn't. It's one of those songs you just wonder, how, how does it work? How do they do so much with so very, very little? And it's just, for me, it's so incredibly, incredibly French touch. It is the French touchingest song uh, in my collection. Also, it earned some bonus points. One, it was included on Daft Punk's Essential Mix in 1997, which is one of the sort of holy documents of the French touch, uh, much as this show might be in another 20 years, uh, I doubt it. Um, and also, uh, in fact, not only was it included in that Essential Mix, it was included three times in that Essential Mix. Also, um, it was included on the Respect is Burning uh, compilation album, uh, Paris is Sleeping, Respect is Burning, which was released in 1997, which was like, I was in Paris at the time, it was one of those uh, albums you heard everywhere. It was like, as I say, a holy text of the French touch. If you were on that album, you were French touch. So there we go. Julien Jabre would release lots of other really good records. Um, he, Sun is Back, Swimming Pools, uh, with DJ Gregory, he did a brilliant song called Amour. But this, for me, as I said, is the French Touch song. This is Phantom with Faithful.
Okay, that's it. We found the level. Uh, the audience likes train noises. Anything with train noises, and that's uh, they are happy with it. Anyway, that was Phantom uh, with Faithful. My vote for the French Touchingist song in history. So, I was saying the French Touch got big. It grew, uh, and the success went overbroad. And what happened is... Other people tried their hand at it, particularly post-Stardust. There were some really horrendous French Touch knockoffs. Uh, I don't know if you remember Fats and Small. They had a horrible song called Turn Around, which kind of threatened to turn everything sour. But there were, at the same time, some really quite brilliant uh, foreign attempts at the French Touch sound. For example, Big Love by Pete Heller, who's a British producer from uh, Brighton. It's pretty much perfect. There's almost nothing to it. Again, a bit of filter, a bit of disco, lots of drum machines, but it could have come out on Roulette. It was absolutely brilliant. Apparently he made it in 12 hours because he was testing out his drum machine. And it kind of sounds like it. And I mean that in a very, very good way. It's absolutely effortless. I actually wrote something about the French Touch for The Guardian once, and I got lots of rude comments for saying it was French Touch because he wasn't from France. But it was a big song in France, and I can testify to that. And I wrote the article, so I don't care. The other one, the other song I'm going to play um, is Armand Van Helden. So I said Armand Van he- uh, French Touch got really big. This is probably the primary example of a foreign producer making French Touch and doing it very well. Um, Armand Van Helden released You Don't Know Me in January 1999. It actually got to number one on the British charts, uh, dethroning The Offspring's terrible Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Uh, it was Armand Van Helden's first chart topper, and the 90s was a bit like that. Sort of French house-inspired uh, music could go to number one. You can hear the kind of influence in the French touch, in the disco samples, in the way the drums are kind of chopped up, in the vocal as well, which comes from Dwayne Harden. It is quite frankly one of my favourite songs of all time there's other links Armand Van Helden remixed uh, Daft Punk's Defunk uh, and they also formed a group called uh, slightly shockingly the Mongoloids not a great group a sort of DJ producer collective that quite frankly did very very little which is probably for the best given that name anyway None of that particularly matters because You Don't Know Me was an absolute slice of genius. And we're going to play the radio edit now just to get that full, that fully sort of concentrated slice of French touch influenced genius. David, can we have a man van Helden, You Don't Know Me?
That was our man Van Helden with You Don't Know Me. Um, and we were just talking off mic, and we have proved that our man Van Helden unites adults and children. We have fantastic uh, children's program here on Radio Primera Sound called Let the Children Play. And they've just told me that they are also playing our man Van Helden in the show that they are recording later. So that is the universal appeal of our man Van Helden. You can have him on a Friday night show, you can have him for children. That is the French touch for you. So, I talked a bit about Roulet earlier, Thomas Bangalter from Daft Punk's label. As I said, it's one of my very favourite labels in the entire world. It existed essentially from 1995 to 2003, and it released about 20 records, not very many. But they're all so good, they are literally all buy on site. Um, it was records by uh, Thomas Bangalter himself, did a few, DJ Falcon, Roy Davis Jr., Romantony, and Together, which was DJ Falcon and Thomas Bangalter. It also had a sub-label, uh, cleverly called Scratchy, which released one record ever that was by The Buffalo Bunch. As I said, uh, Guy Manuel from Daft Punk also had his own label, Creed Amour, which was kind of... It was good, but it wasn't quite as good. It was a bit sort of standard, you know? Like some really good, amusing songs, but nothing that's kind of going to blow the top off your head. So next, I want to talk a little bit about one of those producers who came out on Roulet. It's a man called Alan Brakes. Um, I believe he's Thomas Bangalter's cousin. It was all very much a family affair. He released a record called Vertigo on Roulet, uh, which had a Virgo edit by Thomas Bangalter, which is an absolutely brilliant song, uh, which some clever kind of person later uh, fused with the Beastie Boys Intergalactic, which uh, was released on some dodgy white labels that I thoroughly recommend. So Alan Brakes um, would later go on to form Stardust, who released probably the best-known French Touch song, Music Sounds Better With You, along with uh, Benjamin Diamond, which is just an absolute classic. But he did loads of things. Um, He ended up working with Fred Falk quite a lot, and they released, one again, another of my very favourite tunes, which is Running, which is one of those tunes that's just perfect. Literally everything about it is perfect. You can't touch anything. The sample's perfect, the drums are perfect, the bass line is perfect. Um, There's literally nothing you could improve on it ever. I was going to play that, but I thought, no. All right. Stardust, uh, which I promise you is coming later, was a massive, massive, massive big hit. And there was a lot of interest around it. Now, Stardust never made another tune, but I remember that uh, there was promise that Björk, uh, Stardust were going to re, uh, remix Björk. It didn't quite happen exactly. In the end, the remix that came out uh, was, it was called the French Edit, and it was apparently by Alan, ba- Alan Brakes and Benjamin Diamond. Um, Again, another sign that the French touch was spreading was that Björk, who's very much uh, got her ear to the ground, got them in to release uh, this tune. It's a wonderful kind of song. Kind of makes me wish they could have done a bit more together. Um, This, we're going to listen to it now. It's Björk, Alarm Call, Alan Brakes and Benjamin Diamond Remix.
that was the beautiful sound of Björk remixed by two-thirds of Stardust. If only it was a Stardust remix, but there we go. All right, I've talked a lot about Stardust, and that's for a very good reason. Music Sounds Better With You, the only song ever released by Stardust, is, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's the best French Touch tune. I didn't say it was the most typical, we played that earlier, but I'm going to say it's probably the best. It was released in uh, July 1998 and was a global hit. Uh, it's one of those songs that was made in a very strange fashion. Basically, Alan Brakes was playing a gig. Uh, he asked Thomas Mangata to help and Benjamin Diamond. And basically, he one day played, laid down this Chaka Khan sample and uh, Benjamin Diamond sung over the top. And that was it. This absolutely brilliant global hit song. Apparently, they were offered a million dollars to do an album, but they didn't do it. Um, the song had a brilliant video, if you remember, children playing around with balsa wood planes. Um, and apparently, it had some brilliant remixes as well. I thoroughly recommend it. One thing also I would recommend is when Daft Punk were touring in 2007, they used Music Sounds Better With You as uh, an encore. They played this big sort of reprise of Human After All, Together by Together, One More Time, and Music Sounds Better With You. Uh, and you can get that on the bonus CD of uh, the Alive 2007 album. It really is incredibly worth your while. It's like the whole French touch compressed into one 10-minute moment of beauty. We're going to leave you now with Music Sounds Better With You. This has been live, uh, Line Noise Live on Friday night at Abashador's Dale. Uh, it'll be coming out on Mixcloud. It'll be coming out on Soundcloud, so you can listen out. Hopefully we'll do it again soon, and you can come down and listen to some more. Well, it won't be French, so it'll be something different, but uh, something hopefully equally rewarding. So thank you for listening. Thank you for coming here. We're going to play out now with Stardust. Music sounds better with you.